Welcome to Digging Deeper. We're so excited you joined us today as Pastor Sean helps us dig deeper into the Word of God. Now, Pastor Sean. in the Word. It's good to have you with us. Pray you're doing well. And tonight we're going to continue kind of along the same line of spiritual warfare. But tonight we're going to look at the survival guide for the last days. If you have your Bible, turn to 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1. We're looking through verse 1 through 5, and we'll get started. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Lord, I thank you for this night. I ask you, Lord, to bless and minister to each and every person who has joined our study tonight. God, that you would give us wisdom, you would give us guidance and direction on how to live and to walk in these last of the last days. God, we, we know that some of these are common sense and just should be a regular part of our life. But Lord, let us look at our hearts, let us look at our lives, lives and make sure, Lord God, that these things are in place so that we're able to walk in these days according to your light. In Jesus' name, amen. If you have your Bible, I want to have you turn to 2 Timothy chapter 3, and we're going to look at 1 through 5. And it says this, But know this, that in the last days perilous times will come. For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power, and from such people turn away. Paul's telling Timothy here that in these last days, and now in you talk if you've been a Christian for that long, for very long, or or forever, or however long. You even even in the secular realm, the last days is a term that everybody knows of. It's the end of mankind, right? Armageddon. It's the the end of what we know as normal, right? And so Paul here is giving us a picture, a futuristic picture 
of what these times, these last times, these these last days are going to be. And perilous meaning, you know, a very crazy day or or a very time of stress is is the word that which means perilous, time of stress, very stressful. Uh, it's safe to say I think we're in that day. I think we're in the last of the last days. And um, we've talked about the scripture even on Sunday mornings about the where we currently are in the scope of this scripture. And I think we're right in the middle of it. Um, we know that there are men, or, men and women who love themselves. They put themselves first, right? Um, lovers of money. I mean, that goes without saying. You know, boasting, boasting people, proud people, blasphemers, all of these type of uh, people and, and characteristics are in our society today. Uh, disobedient, disobedient to parents. I mean, we're living that, that lives right in front of us. For, for some of us, that's in our own household. Um, unthankful, unholy, you know, unloving, uh, unforgiving, um, you know, um, slanderers, you know, people who are talking bad about others and with no, no, no thing, no, no attribute of self-control. Um, they're brutal in their words or sometimes even their actions. Uh, they hate that which is good. And we're seeing that even take place from upper levels of government. Uh, traitors, headstrong, you know, haughty and lovers of pleasure and good times and those things that you should not be doing rather than lovers of God. And, and, and here we are. We sit, are sitting in the dead center of this scripture to which Paul gave, you know, close to 2,000 years ago. Um, and then, of course, verse 5, finishing off with having a form of godliness, but denying its power. And I think that's really scary. Um, and I think he's that's specific to those lukewarm Christians, those churches who are playing church, those type of people who are, yes, I love God, yes, I love Jesus, but, but not having any fruit uh, and denying the power of it therein. Um, which Paul finishes off with that verse, from such these type of people... You need to turn away. You need to run from. So how, how if we're in this day today, how do we survive it? What are some of the things that are going to keep you and I um, continuing to serve the Lord, continuing our Christian walk and maturing in that walk and growing in that walk amongst all of this stuff that we know we're going to have to come up against and so much more? Um, we know that in these stressful times, you know, we, 2020, We've always been stressed. Life's always been stressful. But in 2020, it had a whole different type of a layer of stress and, and concern. And for some of us, fear. Uh, that was the big theme of the, of the year. So how do, we, how do we actually continue to move forward? How do we continue to, to survive in these last days? Well, Today I want to give us start a study on last day's survival guide and some steps that will help us get through that. Um, one of the things we want to do is you want to learn to build a wall of protection around your around your life, right? Um, steps and these steps that we're going to go through are very common sense. A lot of them we've heard before. A lot of them we we should already have applied to our lives, but the truth is maybe we haven't. You know, maybe we've pulled back a little bit. Maybe we've got a little little soft in some areas. Maybe we've got a little lukewarm in some areas. Um, these should be established habits in our lives to which we're going to talk about uh, between now and possibly next week. Um, they're simple. 
But when they're acted on consistently, they will produce great power in your life and it will spare you from all types of, of trouble um, that may come against you in these perilous days and times to which we're talking about. Especially in the last days where evil abounds, right? And all, all of this happens here. So um, we need to make sure that we have these simple elements in place of a rock-solid wall of protection around our lives. Um, so, you know, one of the things that we want to look at first is, number one, praying every morning. So that's the first thing. And you know how I am. I bring this from the pulpit, how important prayer is um, daily with God. We need to start every day, every morning with prayer as a part of a plan to build a wall of protection around our lives. David says in Psalms 5.3 that he, he wrote of this, of his commitment to spend time with God every morning. He said, my voice shalt thou hear in the morning, O Lord. In the morning will I direct my prayer unto thee and will look up. I've made, I've made comments before of how daily we need to have communication with God. How daily we need to have devotion with God. Spend time with Him. And, and just recently I've learned that, not recently, but in the past I have learned, that in the morning time is the best time that I can spend with my God. It's going to set my day straight. It's going to set my path straight. It's going to set my mind straight. Because if I try to do it at lunchtime or if I try to do it in the evening time, I've already been through a, a wartime day and I'm just tired or I'm worn out. And it's just not going to mean what it should mean in the morning. I think praying in the morning, starting every day in prayer, sets your spirit right, sets your heart right, gets your footsteps right, and gets you mentally and, and spiritually prepared for the day. Notice the last part of that verse, what it says though. And we'll look up. David was surrounded with enemies both inside and outside of his home, and he was tempted to struggle emotionally. He knew he needed to start every morning by looking up, or things would escalate that could take him down. I love that, because this world is trying to press us down all the time, especially with the, the scripture we just read about in, in Timothy. All these things are pulling us left and right, and this, that, and the other. You know, look. Likewise, we need to start every day with the Lord looking up, or life will quickly take us down. If you, get, if you ignore this spiritual principle, you will end up troubled, nervous, worried, and fearful. And you will lack the spiritual power in your life. Listen, we're in the wrong time of day to be getting weak, Christians. We need to be getting stronger in the Lord. We need to be building up our spiritual power, our spiritual boldness, in such a time as we live today. But on the other hand, if you do this, if you take this simple step to pray every morning, simple, good morning, my King, good morning, my God, I pray your blessings upon this day. I surrender my heart to you. I submit my life to you. Lord, give me the right thoughts. Give me the right decisions to make throughout the day. Whatever comes to your heart, just pray to him each and every morning. When you do this, you'll remain in a state of abiding peace. You'll be able to walk through the, each day with confidence in, this, in the power and the peace that passes all understanding. You'll know you've done what is right and you'll experience the power to overcome the daily problems that face life each and every day. You can actually learn to live this, in a, we should live this in a continual state of fellowshipping with the Lord in prayer. 
Ephesians 6.18 tells me to pray always, right? You may say, well, is that really possible? Yeah, it is, but you must learn to do it. Becoming intentional about beginning each day with prayer confirms that you are serious about your commitment to God, about that having that relationship that you have, being serious, being committed to this on a daily basis, on a morning-by-morning -morning basis, and it opens up your heart to receive from Him. And it sets the tone for your day as you expect God's guiding presence in everything that you go through throughout the day, whether it's a decision for work, whether it's a decision with a family member, whether it's to how to handle a situation. His goodness will be put in place to manifest in your life. And as you set your heart to begin each day in prayer and to stay in that zone and to stay in that prayerful frame of mind in the entire day, you're going to find yourself becoming more spiritual, right, attuned and more spiritually attuned and sensitive to the spirit of things around you. So a prayerful, mind, a prayerful mindset will heighten and sustain your spiritual sensitivity, which is exactly what you are going to need in these last days of the day, last days. We need to be sensitive to the spirit, to the calling of the spirit. The second thing on that list after praying every day and learning to pray each and every day and in the entire day is to read the Bible more every day. Excuse me, read the Bible every day. Um, I know that some people say, well, yeah, you know, it's hard to read. You know, I don't understand it or, you know, it puts me asleep. You need to make that commitment to read the Word of God each and every day. If you're a Christian, if you truly believe in Jesus Christ, if you're living for Him, it's like in, in human form, it's it's the bread, right? It's the bread of life. Uh, if, if you wouldn't, if you didn't eat physical food, you dwindle and pass away, right? You dwindle, dwindle away of starvation and hunger, and you'd, you'd end up dying. Well, the same thing applies in the spiritual aspect even more so. That's why it's so important that we pray and, or excuse me, read the Bible each and every day. Because it's fulfilling. It's, it's filling up our spirit. It's filling up our faith. It's building our faith in Christ, in God, and what he's done in the book, in the word of God, which is alive and true today, just as it was when it was written. And we need to make that commitment to read the Bible every day as part of a plan to build that port, that wall of protection that we're talking about around our life in these last days. In Psalms 119.105, the psalmist wrote, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. And you must determine that the word of God will be the guiding light that leads you down every path, every decision, everything that you do in every decision of your life. The word of God needs to be the anchor of the Christian. You think even more so today. It's the only thing today that is not broken. It's the only thing today that I know I can surely stand upon and without doubt believe and trust in it and know that it is right and good. And God told Joshua in, one, in Joshua 1.7, Turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. According to this verse, a great part of your daily victory depends on you faithfully sticking with the Word of God, not allowing other voices or other ideas to sidetrack you along the way. By taking time to read the Bible on a daily, daily intake, and allowing its words to enter into your heart and to seep into your mind, gives God the ability to do a supernatural work in your heart and in your life, and to keep your soul free from the enemy's entrapments. That's why they call it the sword of the spirit. Satan knows the word of God. 
He tried to use it, right? He tried to manipulate it when he tempted Christ, but Christ turned around and used it against him. We've got to get to that point, Christian. We are going to be challenged like we've never been challenged before in these last of the last days. We are going to have to know the Word of God, not just know it by looking at our phone, not just know it by reading it by a physical book, but have it hid in our heart. Have it ready to prepare, to fight off the temptations that come against us of discouragement and doubt and, 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 and sadness and, and anger and all these other things that are going to come against us. The Word of God is true. The Word of God is our sword of our spirit. And I urge you to make God's Word the highest priority of your life. I'm telling you, no matter if you've served the Lord for 50 years or five minutes, the Word of God is where it's at. That's going to be your anchor point. That's what's going to get you through the rough days. That's what's going to get you through the difficult times, is reading His Word. And make it the highest priority of your life. Put it before your eyes every morning, just about, the, you know, right after you pray or before, or, or after you pray. Um, make, it, make it a habit to pray and to read the Bible each and every morning, each and every day. If it means you got to get up 15 minutes earlier, then go to bed 15 minutes later or earlier. But however you makes it work for you, let your eyes be full with the Word of God. Flood your mind. Touch, you know, let it touch your emotions and become your guide. Your life will be strengthened. I, I, God promises your life will be strengthened. And, and it will be changed if you do this, if you allow the God. Because what is it? It's a two-edged sword. And it cuts away those things in our life to which we don't need. You know, as I'm reading something, something kind of smacks me in the face from the Word of God. I know that I've got to change. And so the Holy Spirit helps me change through the Word of God to become more like Christ, which is what we're all trying to do in the first place, is to become, to be holy, to become more like Him, right? To be a different people. And the Word of God does that for us. Hebrews 4.12 reveals the transformation, transformation, I can't understand. Transforming power of the Word of God. For the Word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of the soul and spirit, and to the joints and the marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. In these last days, in these last days of these last days, it is vital, it is imperative, it is so important for you to have the Bible in your heart, the Word of God in your life, to let it be the light unto your feet, to let it be the lamp unto your, into your path, and let it be, have the Bible in your heart and at, its, at your disposal to successfully defeat the demonic forces that are continually trying to you know, apply in our minds. We talked about this in spiritual warfare. We need the Word of God. That's the only thing that can defeat the enemy is God's Word. No matter how much you can lift, no matter how much you can, how many push-ups you can do or sit-ups or whatever the physical may be, the Word of God is the only thing that can defeat the enemy. In closing tonight, we'll look at the third option, and it's quickly confessing our sin and receiving the cleansing of Jesus' blood. To be washed in the blood of a lamb. We need to, in these last days, learn to quickly confess our sins and receive the cleansing power of Christ, the blood that washes our sins away. It needs to be a part of our strategic plan to build that, continue to build that wall of protection around our life in these last days. We all commit sin, some unintentional, and at times even some intentional. Regardless, as soon as you realize that you've done something wrong, 
or you've meditated on something inappropriate, or you've watched something you shouldn't have, or listened to something, or partook in something that you shouldn't have done, you've got to be quick to act on what 1 John 1, 9 says. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins, and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Proverbs 28, 13 states it clearly, He that covereth his sins shall not prosper. But whosoever confesseth and forsaketh them shall have mercy. When we ignore or we try to hide or we try to cover up or we try to bypass that sin, it negatively clogs our spiritual lives and makes us susceptible to the attacks of the enemy. It opens up that door. You, you've given the door, the, the, the crack in the door to the enemy when you've done this. But by quickly confessing our sin and submitting to the cleansing power of Jesus Christ and, and the blood, the ever-washing you know, blood of the Lamb, it keeps us free from self-condemnation and attack. And it keeps our heart pliable. It keeps our heart sensitive. It keeps our heart close to the Father. Sin separates us from the Father. Confessing our sin brings us back with Him. So don't let your heart become hard by allowing unconfessed sin, whether small or big, whatever it is. Sin is sin. You know, there's no little thing as white lie and, and a murder. Those are all both the same thing. So don't let your heart become hardened by unconfessed sin to build in your soul. You know, quickly confess your sin and submit it to the cleansing power of Christ. And as you do this, you'll immediately receive forgiveness. That's what the Word of God tells me. If I confess my sins, he is faithful to, to forgive me of my sins and to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. And so I'm taking God at his word. When I make a mistake, I simply just say, Lord, I messed up. Forgive me, Lord. Cleanse me and make me right. And so we quickly confess our sin and submit it to the power, cleansing power of Christ's blood. And as it cleanses you, you'll immediately receive the forgiveness and the mercy as the blood cleanses you from any act that you did or thought that you've done that has grieved the Spirit of God. And this is how you stay spiritually free and help your soul stay free in these last days. I'm going to hit the pause button here and we'll continue again next week. But I want to make sure that we understand how important these basic steps are. To pray every morning. If you want to grow in your Christian life, if you want to mature in your Christian life, you've got to have that prayer time with God. And it's a simple discussion, just as if you were talking to your best friend. It doesn't have to be the these, the thous, the those. It, it's simple. Lord, here's my heart. This is how I'm feeling today. This is what I'm angry about. God, I love you. God, help me to be more like you. But let prayer become a part of your every morning routine just like a shower is, just like getting dressed for work, just like whatever it is, in the, the cup of coffee in the morning. Let prayer be a part of that, even more so. And then on top of that, get fed by the Word of God. Let it instill into your heart, into your mind. Let it go into you. Read it out loud so that you can hear it if you need to. But let it seep into the heart, because that's where change happens. That's where hope is found. That's where you conquering the fears or the doubts as you read the word of God it becomes you know alive in you and you're able to build on your faith and, and, walk, and walk upon your faith by reading the word of God so pray daily read the Bible daily and and 
make it transform your life to be that which Christ wants you to be. And then thirdly, quickly confess in our sins to receive the cleansing power of Christ through his blood. Knowing that right on spot, when if I if I pop off on somebody quick, you know, and say things I shouldn't say, or if I've watched something I shouldn't have, or or I've done something that I know has brought sadness to the heart of God, that I know that has split my relationship with Him, I need to I need to be quick to ask for forgiveness. Let my heart never be so hard that the sensitivity of the Spirit doesn't say, "Hey, you need to check that. You need to make that right." And so let us do these three things, these three basic things. There's four more we're going to cover next week. But these three things, I think, are very basic. And if you started them tomorrow morning or even, you know, after this study, I think you'd see a difference in your life. So I, I urge you, I, I, I encourage you to take these three things by heart and let us grow and mature in these last of the last days as we, as we survive, per se, if you would. We're not going to just survive in the last days. We know we're going to thrive as long as God has us here. So let us be prepared in these basic elements in doing so. Let's close in prayer. Lord, I thank you for this day. I thank you for this study. And I ask God that I would even be more committed to prayer in the morning and reading of your word. Father, that you would make me sensitive, Father God, when I make a mistake, that I would quickly confess the sins, Lord God, that I have done that has parted you and I. God, thank you for the blood of the Lamb, your Son, Jesus Christ, that is so easily, when I call upon you, will wash away my sins and cleanse me and make me whole. It'll make me white as snow and it will repair, Lord God, the gap that sin has so easily beset and, and, and broken the gap between you and I. Father, I worship you. I pray that we would apply these things as Christians. We would apply these simple elements as your children, as your army, Lord, as your church. God, these are very simple steps, and if we would do them, we would see a transformation in our lives. We'd see a transformation in our, in our families' lives, in our whole scope of our life. We'd see changes because, God, you work when we are obeying, when we obey you. And I give you honor and I give you praise. I ask your blessing upon each one tonight. Be with them, Father, in their homes. Be with their families, Lord. Protect them as we continue to build this wall of protection around us during these last of the last days. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. With that being said, God bless everybody and have a great evening. We hope you've enjoyed today's word. Join us next week as Pastor Sean helps us dig deeper into the word of God. God bless.